As annoying and frustrating and awful as COVID was, and frankly still is, it did give us a beautiful gift for the upcoming basketball season. We get one more year of Leaky Black in a North Carolina uniform. You are Locked on Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, it's Wednesday. Is it? Yep, I'll start that over. I forgot. <laughs> I second guess myself. Take two. Hey there, it's Wednesday, August 24th, 2022. Welcome into the Locked on Tar Heels podcast, the only daily North Carolina show out there. I'm your host, Isaac Shade, and joining me as he does every Wednesday is the man, Coach Pat Kilby. And we want to thank you for making Locked on Tar Heels your first listen or your first watch every single day. Please don't forget to subscribe to the show anywhere you get podcasts so that you get your team every day. For those of you watching, go ahead and smash the like button so we know you are here. Leave some comments about Leaky Black and why you love this dude. Pat Kilby, I cannot believe we've made it at the end of this show through all 13 of Carolina's scholarship basketball players. What a summer it's been, man. I have thoroughly enjoyed this and I hope you have and I hope all of you listening and watching have as well. Yeah, man, it's gone by just incredibly fast and just being able to touch on all these awesome players that Carolina's filling their roster with. It's been it's been a blast. Yeah, for sure. So let's end it the right way with the man. Why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about him? Yeah, so my personal opinion here, we're saving best for last. <laughs> uh, big, big, huge Leaky Black fan. Um, and so Leaky, as we all know, because of COVID, he gets a super senior year or a fifth year, uh, which is awesome for, for experience and depth and leadership on the roster. Uh, Leakey plays the three uh, for the Tar Heels, six foot nine. Man, that's just – he's growing, obviously, because I think he was listed at six foot eight last year. I believe uh, so, yep. Six foot nine, 205 pounds, repping number one for the Tar Heels. Um, you can find Leakey on social media, Twitter, at Leakey Black. And Instagram is just Leaky Black. So go give him some love on social media. Yes, make sure you follow Leaky and his mom, Miss Carla. She's the best of the yes, best. Yeah. So, um, Pack, let's just unpack for the people a little bit about what, uh, what Leaky did last year statistically and maybe some of his career highs as well. And maybe just touch on some things that stand out to you about him statistically. Yeah, so... Uh, 2021-22 season, he played in 38 games and started all 38 of those games. So uh, Leakey's been very fortunate to stay healthy throughout his career, and uh, we, for the most part, and uh, we hope that that continues. Um, so 29.7 minutes per game. Uh, I don't expect that to change much, to be honest with you. He's somebody we really need on the floor. Uh, but one thing that I find interesting, his season high was 44 minutes against Syracuse and played 40-plus minutes four times. What? That's, that's a lot. Yeah, it's crazy. I, I, yeah, when I was looking, looking back at all his stats and stuff, I just couldn't believe that. Yeah, I know. That's, that's just a lot. So uh, that just goes to show really how important he really is and how much Coach Davis trusts him. Yeah. Uh, 
4.9 points per game, season high of 13 at Louisville, and a career high of 16. Um, 4.3 rebounds per game, that's something I look to see go upward next year. Uh, but his season high was 11 versus UNC Asheville. 2.7 assists per game. I've always thought Leakey has um, sneaky vision and maybe underrated as a passer. He's he's very good. Uh, season high of eight against Marquette and a career high of nine against that team that's eight miles down the road that nobody likes. Uh, 37 turnovers on the season, which is one less than total games played. So he's averaging less than one per game. And he, you know, he's on the floor a lot. So uh, Leakey's somebody that can be trusted with the basketball. Absolutely. And then one of my favorite stats on here in the plus minus, he's plus 302. Uh, <laughs> plus 30 against Marquette was his season high. But man, I'm telling you, the dude is just, he can be trusted on the floor. And he does so, so much defensively, which we already know. Except uh, when he throws line drives off the backboard against Baylor. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to just forget that ever happens. I'm sure we lost awesome. It seemed like he had a pretty good laugh about it afterwards, though. So Yeah, he, he I've, heard, uh, I've heard Coach Frederick talk about it in an interview, and he was giving him a hard time about <laughs> it as well. So, I, I, yeah, it sounds like it's something internally they've all given him crap about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so... One thing that also stood out about Leakey, 46.6% field goal percentage. So when he is shooting the ball, which we all know it's not frequently, he's effective with it. That's a good field goal percentage. Um, last year, 33.3% from the three-point line, which is an obvious boost for him, although sample size is small, 17 to 51 from three. Um, field goal – or, sorry, free throw total, 33 of 38 and 86.8%, which – Let's get to the free throw line more often, Leaky, because he does a pretty good job there. Bingo. I think we're going to touch on that more uh, pretty soon here. So, Pac, here's my question for you. I think you and I, and, and I know there are other people as well, and, and a good number of people who like get it and love him and appreciate him in big ways. But, I, I man, I remember... Like, you know, you talked about he hasn't had much injury history uh, recently. His freshman year, you know, he was out a good bit with some foot injury. But his sophomore and junior years, I just felt like he had to deal with so much rancor. And Leaky Black's never developing into the shooter we thought he'd be. And this and that. And Leaky can't do it. So, let me pose you this question, Pac. Why don't okay. people... Why why don't people fully appreciate Leaky? Is it is it because he does less obvious things? Um, like, why do you think it is? Um, I think, I think it's several things. I think number one, you know, you mentioned it, he does do less obvious things or, uh, maybe things that I would consider undervalued. Mm. Um, and that leads me to my next point. Today's game is all about, at least in, in the minds of a lot of people, it's all about offense and it's about scoring and it's about highlights. And when players aren't putting those things out there, they don't particularly like them or even love them, you know. And uh, I think maybe that has something to do with it, especially um, at North Carolina where it's like, hey, we have a high-octane offense. We put dudes on the floor that, that can score, and we will outscore yeah. you, and we'll out-transition you. And yeah. Leakey's not that, as we know. But, you know, Roy Williams had staples all throughout his national championship teams of guys that were like Leakey. And I, you know, point out Jackie Manuel, 
um, Theo Pinson. Now, these guys are gifted offensively. I'm not saying that they're not, uh, but they're defensive specialists. And so um, I think that he does do some things that, you know, they're just underappreciated and undervalued. But I hope after this episode, they are valued and (laughs) understand just how important this man really is to our team. Yeah. And and you talk about an interesting distinction I'd like to make with it is like the general populace and fan base might not get it, but Hubert Davis gets it. As you just said, Coach Williams certainly got it. So let me ask you, because you are a basketball coach, when you have a player like this, how do you help encourage him or her? Like, hey, I know that not everyone sees what you do and gets it. But we as a coaching staff, we see it, and you are insanely valuable to this team. Yeah, well, you know, I think you nailed that Hubert Hubert gets it. And the way you encourage them is by putting them on the floor. That, to me, is that's action of saying, Hmm. I trust you, and now I'm going to – I don't care what they're saying. I'm going to put you on the floor because I know you help us win, and I know that you're valuable to our team. And so – you see that through putting them, you know, just playing him, playing 40 plus minutes four times. That's that's Coach Davis saying you're valuable. And yep. I think, you know, if all else fails, you know, you're in your ear and you're talking to them. But what players really care about is is the action that you take. You know, you say you value me, but, you know, what are we going to do about it? And, you know, obviously Coach Davis has him on the floor when it matters. So that that shows that he is valued. I love that. And and it shows up in things like when I was doing the, the summer stat series review and I looked at free throw percentage, like I knew he had done better last year, but like for folks who didn't catch that, here's the stat. Of all of Carolina's players last year who had 10 or more free throw attempts, Leaky Black is your leading free throw shooter in terms of percentage at 86.8%, as Pac talked about. 86.8%. And I know he's taking fewer free throws than than Caleb Love or R.J. Davis or Mondo, but goodness freaking gracious, it's insane, especially after the two years before, he had shot 69%. So, I mean, that's a huge jump. And so, um, just a side note, man, I hope he can continue to shoot at that uh, at that level this season. But, like, man, you look at that and it's like, Leaky is doing things, even even more than underappreciated things. He's doing things that are glaringly obviously there. And I want people, just like you were saying, let's get aboard the Leaky train. Let's get some Leaky Lockdown going and make that all happen. Oh, okay, I'm going to get too fired up, so I better get us into <laughs> our first ad read here. Pack, yes, when you're riding the Leaky Train, you got to buckle up, and you shouldn't be driving the Leaky Train after you drink. In fact, the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration wants us to help you think about that. Imagine this, you're hanging out with some friends and putting back a few drinks. A few becomes a few too many. And as the evening comes to an end and people start to head out, you think of calling for a ride, but nah, you live nearby, you can make it home, okay, it's no big deal. What are the odds you're going to get pulled over anyway? And even so, what's the worst that could happen if you do? Your insurance goes up, or you lose your license, or you lose your job, you total your car, you accidentally kill someone? Everyone knows about the risks of driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly, however... That still doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while they're under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. 
So, if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. Play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. So, pack hard right turn back into Leaky Black coming out of that. Um, but hey, real, real quick, is it possible that we can get that ad read for uh, Paolo Bencaro and Coach K's grandson? <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Shots fired. Yeah. Uh, wow. Well played, sir. Very well played. Oh, gosh. Yes. Okay. Wow. Duke Duke getting thrown some shade from, from Kilby tonight. Uh, love that. Um, so let's look back at what Leakey did last year, some of his strengths, some of his weaknesses, and, and what we're seeing there. Let's start with the strengths from last year. Yeah, so, I mean, it goes without saying that Leakey's strength is his defensive ability. I mean, that's – I've said it time and time again. I've even said it on here before. Leakey's worth 20 points per game, not because of what he gives us scoring, but because of what he takes away from the other team. And so uh, he's just just super important on that end. Uh, he rebounds the ball really well. He has great length. Um, and then I think underrated about him is his passing ability yep. and how good he is with the ball in his hands in transition. It's like, hey, you know, Baycott gets a rebound. Okay, he can outlet to Caleb Love. He can outlet to RJ. He can outlet to Leakey. Like, get it to one of those three and let's go. And that's kind of nice having that third yeah. trusted um, guard or ball handler on the floor that you know can – start the break and still value the basketball. Yeah, absolutely. Man, that's so good. That, that, that's some great uh, just points about what he did so well last year. What about the flip side of that pack? What are some things when we look back, it's like, eh, Leaky really uh, just didn't rise to the, to the level we'd like to see last year. Yeah, I think, you know, the knock is going to continue to be just the offensive side of the basketball until he shows otherwise. And look, you're not going to meet a bigger leaky black fan than me. And so I would argue that he kind of showed what his offensive side is going to be moving forward. Yep. In the NCAA yep. tournament, he stepped up huge. Yes, yes. Uh, especially Absolutely. in the final four and national championship. And so, um, you know, I would say his weaknesses is shooting, is potentially some confidence issues on the offensive end. But, you know, so. when the ball goes through the net, that confidence starts to get fixed. And so – um, when you're also prep preparing and you're working hard, that fixes those confidence issues. And and I know that Leakey's made leaps and bounds and strides on the offensive end, and I expect that to really, really show in this upcoming season. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it really is like, as I think about weaknesses of the players on the scholarship players on the roster, I, like I haven't stopped to think about this. This is right off the top of my brain, but he might be the person I would give the least – weaknesses to because he is such a complete player that does multiple things and I know it seems glaringly different because the biggest weakness is his shooting but like outside of that I'm like you're everything I want in a basketball player if I'm a coach give me five leaky blacks now I can't play them all because somebody's got to score at a higher level and, and shoot better but I want a lot of that dude on my team now speaking of which pack here's something I want to unpack with you a little bit looking back at last year to me Obviously, as, as we've already said, even on this show, Leakey has always been known for his D. I think part of that is just because he's not known for his O. <laughs> uh, he's not known for his offense. Um, but to me, I, I can't even put a, a 
finger on what it was or when specifically it was, but something clicked at some point last year with Leakey's defense to take it to a whole different level. Like, it felt like he was operating in a completely different stratosphere, like the back half of the season. Let me let me just recount a couple of the things he did to a couple of people who thought they were something. Uh, you had Marquette in the first round of the NCAA tournament. Justin Lewis was averaging 16.8 points per game coming in. He scored six points on two of 15 shooting. One of just three times all season he scored in single digits. That was his lowest point total all season. How about NC State? Darion Sebron. Averaging 17.3 points coming in. That day, he scored two points of one of six shooting. One of just two times all season. He was in single digits. And also his lowest point total of the season. You notice a trend? Georgia Tech's Michael DeVoe came in averaging 17.9 points per game. Two points on one of five shooting. One of four times all season he was in single digits. And that was his lowest point total all season. Duke's A.J. Griffin. This one's a little bit different. He torched Carolina for 27 points in the game in Chapel Hill. The game back in Duke, five points. The final four game, six points. There's a lottery pick for you. Perhaps my favorite Leaky Black thing, once the defense was going crazy for him, once everything clicked, was when Coach Davis put him on Kihei Clark against Virginia. And, just, I mean, it was just like, Whoa! Like, the big old 6'9 Leaky on little 5'10 Kihei Clark, and Virginia's offense couldn't do anything. All that to say, those stats are awesome and incredible. I mean, you look at, uh, it's just going exactly with what you talked about, about how much worth the defense is bringing somebody down. And so, Pac, my question is, do you feel like, did you feel that same way? Do you feel like something just clicked and then it went to a new level? Um, what do you think it was? Is it the Jackie Manuel factor? What's going on there? Yeah, so I think several things. Um, first of all, I think Jackie Manuel is a huge factor in Leakey's progression, just in general, even offensively, um, but definitely defensively, because that's somebody who's played that role, excelled in that role, and won a national championship in that role. Um, <laughs> but what I don't want to overlook here, and maybe a lot of you don't know this, uh, Coach Sullivan is yes. on the staff, and he was hired from the New York Knicks, where he was coaching with Tom Thibodeau, specifically to come to North Carolina. And yes, yes, he could help with the bigs, but he's a defensive-minded coach. And one of the things we saw last year, especially uh, not just when Leakey's defense got better, but the team got more consistent, was some adjustments were made defensively. So not only did Leakey – I don't know that Leakey took a huge jump himself, but the team took a jump, mm. and that made Leakey's defense look better. You know, Leakey – so – Kind of what I want to use as an example is Leakey was a really good defender on the ball. But, you know, if Caleb Love or R.J. Davis are out of position, it's it's really hard at that level to guard uh, maybe a double gap where you're guarding these athletes that are capable of getting downhill. And, you know, it doesn't matter really how good you are defensively. When you're guarding Division One level athletes in space, it's hard to stay in front. But – what we did was adjust our defense. We played gap a little bit more and we had guys in position to help Leakey to stop penetration. And long story short, <laughs> I'm getting on my coaching spill here, but long story no, short. You're good. This is great. When when teams aren't getting penetration, they're not getting looks anywhere else. And they're not getting inside out shots. They're not getting paint touches, which are the things that you 
are striving for from your offensive end. So an uptick from Leakey was really uh, him doing a great job himself. I'm not taking away from that. But it was also the staff growing the other players, putting them in position to succeed, and by them being better, Leakey was better for it. Man, that's great insight, Pac. That's so good. And and I think, you know, when you're talking about playing gap and, and a lot of that stuff that a lot of the common basketball fan might not know, but the one thing that you do see that you just talked about is like stopping dribble penetration that I think is something we've seen Carolina guards struggle with because Carolina has been so susceptible at times. And this isn't, I'm even going back to Roy Williams teams at the end of his career of not being able to stop dribble penetration. What happens the whole defense sags and you, that dribble penetration leads to kick out threes and there you go. And so I, I think, man, that's just such good insight on, on what changed that it's not just about leaky, which is such a great reminder that even individual defenders can't do it by themselves. And so the team uptick is what makes Leakey look better amongst his peers. And so, man, that's that's great. And now that we've got a whole season under Coach Sullivan, along with a whole season under Jackie Manuel, I really like the offense is going to be better. But, man, just thinking even more about what you just said, I really think the defense as a whole, I mean, we got like Puff Johnson is going to take some big leaps defensively. And I know we're talking Leakey, so I don't want to get off on a tangent, but... Man, you just got my wheels spinning on that, and I love it. I love it, Pac. That's great. Uh, speaking of a whole unit playing together, that is very true in football. If one man breaks down or gets out of position, everything can fall apart. You want to learn more about the upcoming college football season? Let me tell you that coming on Locked On Network is the ultimate college football preview, which is here now. It's a seven-episode preview with the college experts, local team experts, and Odyssey College Football Insiders. It's everything you need to be ready for the college football season in one spot. Search Ultimate College Football Preview on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. So, Pack, we got to uh, conduct our Coach Davis end of season uh, meeting. It's our last one of the. Well, no, we're going to do. We've got another one coming up next week. I won't give that away fully yet. But um, so I'll, I'll be leaky coming in. Hey, uh, Coach Davis, it's been a great year. We made it to the national championship. What do I need to do this offseason to help us get ready to get over that last little hump? Well, leaky, first of all, got to grow and or continue to grow in shooting and that just comes through preparation putting the work in repetition getting plenty of shots up uh, secondly strength and conditioning right we want to keep that body um, in, in top-notch condition because of the longevity of the season and the importance of having you on the floor mm. um, for our defense so we've got to be in tip-top shape and then yes, lastly Finding ways to get to the free throw line uh, within the offense, and you know it's pretty clear. Eighty-six point eight percent from the free throw line is a great percentage, and we want uh, opportunity for you to shoot more of those free throws. And so, we got to find ways within our offense for you to get to the rim and potentially to the free throw line. Hmm. Yes, sir. I will do all those things. I'll be (laughs) ready for the season. It's really interesting about that. Um, Like. Given his skill set, his athleticism, his length, I would just think that would be a very natural thing for Leakey is like just getting to the rim, blowing by defenders, and and maybe somebody crashes down on him and then he can just dump to to Mondo or Pete Nance or something. But 
like, I feel like Leaky can be a great finisher at the rim. So many times I feel like, oh, Leaky is about to throw this down. And he's just not a vicious dunker. Like, I don't, I don't know what it is, but I'm like, I, I just feel like given his skill set, given his length, his reach, I'm like, man, just start yamming on dudes. Uh, like, <laughs> and so, yeah, like, do that, get fouled, get to the line. I, th- I think that should be a huge part of his arsenal. Yeah, I think so, too. And I think... Um, a lot of that, like you just talked about, like getting to the rim and just being vicious and trying to put somebody on a poster or go be more aggressive, that kind of stuff comes from confidence. Mm-hmm. And we started to see, you know, like we've talked about, an uptick in his confidence. And so uh, maybe we will be in store for some some uh, Sports Center top 10 dunks and some, some highlight finishes from Leakey this year. Yeah, man. So, um, looking ahead, expected role. I mean, I think we know a lot. Like, he's going to be a starter. He's going to start at the three. But is is there anything else that needs to be said about his role on the team? The only thing I could really see changing is more of uh, an offensive presence. Um, if he, you know, if he continues to grow and show consistency on the offensive end, then, you know, maybe they do kind of showcase that a little bit. And, and the reason I say that is because, um, not necessarily because it's needed, because obviously we have four guys on the floor that are really good, but it is somewhat needed because um, if teams have to respect him and have to guard yes. him, yes. that just opens things up that much more for the other four. So Yeah. And as you showed earlier when you were talking about his stats from last season in terms of field goal percentage, three-point percentage, and obviously free throw percentage, we talked about, like, he's very efficient when he is shooting. And so uh, you just wonder, like, as the volume grows, will the percentages grow with it? We're going to have to look and see what that looks like. Here's a question for you, Pac. When we think about, you know, coming back for this fifth year, somebody who's been in the program his entire career, Leakey has always been more of a lead by example type of leader. Do you see him this year taking on more of a vocal leadership role or does he continue? Do you think more to lead by example? I think naturally he's a leader by example. Um, You know, him being a super senior and uh, having as much experience as he has, I think naturally he's, you know, probably his role is going to grow vocally. Uh, I think it has to, to an extent, uh, but Leakey's always going to be that, you know, consummate teammate. He leads by example, and I just see that that's who he is kind of, and, you know, that that kind of stuff to me doesn't really change that much. You know, maybe you mature and you grow into a vocal leader, uh, but if he wasn't last year, I don't see that changing a ton. Yeah. Um, so anyway. Yeah, because you, do- don't, you don't want – yeah, you don't want to ask him to be – somebody he's not because that probably negatively affects his on-court production right sure yeah i mean it's something that they're having to focus on or you know it's out of their comfort zone or whatever um, that would just take away from them being able to be who they are and okay. you no know, leaky's already shown he's effective in who he is so <laughs> watch things absolutely Yeah, absolutely. That's a good word, man. Very good word. Well, let's look at um, newcomers coming in, anybody going out who might affect Leakey's playing time. It it doesn't really seem, just given uh, what we've already talked about with his high level of minutes, his trust from the coaching staff, I don't think really anybody's going to affect his playing time much, but just who do we need to be aware of that is playing kind of in that same space on the depth chart? Yeah, we've got like five guys that play the three, right? (laughs) 
Yeah. So it's like it's it's leaky, it's puff, it's Dontrez, it's Tyler Nickel, and uh, so I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of guys in that one spot. Uh, I think you know, obviously, if there's anyone that's going to affect the minutes, I think first it's Puff, and then secondly it's Dontrez. Yeah. Um, but those guys are going to get plenty of minutes on their own. I don't see uh, Leaky. You know, I, I think he's going to remain right around the 30 minutes per game mark. Yeah, and and I think that's exactly where it is. And I, I don't think Tyler Nickel this year is going to cut much into that, especially because the defensive drop-off from uh, Leakey down to Tyler is going to be precipitous, we'll say. Uh, in terms of people leaving the team, there's there's really nobody that steps out from last year that's going to affect Leakey's playing time going up. I think you're right. We, we're looking right at around a 30 minutes per game kind of mark. Uh, let's move then to the last couple things we want to touch on leaky's floor and leaky's ceiling yeah well leaky is obviously uh, he was robbed of ACC player of the year once already so we'll go ahead and uh, row that as his floor ACC yes. player of the year. Uh, I don't see any way possible uh, that he's not the ACC player of the year um, and I'm salty that he's not going to get back-to-back ACC Defensive Player of the Years, but it's whatever. Uh, and then, you know, his ceiling, I see it as National player, Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, I, you know, there's maybe a few people that come to mind that rival him defensively. Uh, most of the people are like rim protectors, like Sheboy at Kentucky yep. and things like that. But no one just shuts people down like Leakey does. And so, to me, I think he's a prime candidate for National yep. Defensive Player of the Year. And people are going to sit like the thing with that too, is as, as a team that is going to be highly nationally recognized, he's going to get a lot of attention for that all over the country. And so I think, I think the team success is going to help him. And the other thing I I'm with you, I feel very comfortable saying ACC player defensive player of the year as a floor. Why, you know, with, with shooting, it can come and go just like a batting average and other things you go through slumps. Defense don't slump, man. Like, Unless unless you're injured and just not able to do what you normally do, defense travels. It's just like speed in baseball. Like speed speed never slumps. Defense can be defense all the time. And so I'm right there with you. All right, Pac, give me a bold prediction for Leaky and what you're most excited for. All right, Tar Heels fans, you're gonna love this one. Okay, so Leaky is 387 points away from being a 1,000 point scorer for the University of North Carolina over his, you know, over his entire career. If Carolina plays 39 games again, he would have to average 10 points per game to reach that mark. And I'm saying that it happens. Okay. I'm saying that he becomes a 1,000 career point scorer. And I, I have actually, I don't even feel like this is really a bold prediction. I'm that confident in it. Like I think he's going to make that jump. <laughs> But I am a huge believer in Leaky. So, so Man, that's, you, that's my whew, I love it. Matching a, a thousand point score with that level of defensive production, like that, that would be something monumentous for a Carolina basketball player. What are you most excited for this year about Leaky? Well, you know, I'm just excited about just the leadership and the experience that he brings to the table. Yeah. Um, we've said it time and time again, we've got experience across the board. Um, with with Leakey and even with Pete Nance and with Baycott and gosh, even our guard play, just just the leadership and experience that we'll have, and that starts with Leakey, and so I'm excited about that for the Tar Heels. 
Man, this is a deep team. It's an experienced team. It's a mature team. Ah, like there's just not many. They're not going to be high major D1 teams that can match this level of of maturity and experience with no. talent. All man, I just I, I can't wait. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. Yes, it is. Uh, Pat Kilby, that is the end of our scholarship roster preview. Folks, get ready. Coming up next week, we're not ending it with the scholarship. We're going to talk about the Biscuit Boys next week. All the dudes coming in to try to get us those Bojangles biscuits that we all love. That is next Wednesday's show. Uh, But that brings us to the end of today's episode of Locked on Tar Heels. Coming up tomorrow, Pack, it's an interesting one. Jason Jordan and I are having a conversation about Bronny James. Might he come to college? And why are Tar Heels getting some noise for his college decision if he does come to college oh that's gonna be an interesting one hey we'd like to thank you so much for joining us today it's been a blast talking about leaky it's been a blast talking about this whole roster i hope you've enjoyed it if you haven't checked out the entire playlist go do it right now one show about all 13 of carolina scholarship players for this upcoming season you can follow the show on twitter at locked on heels you can follow my man pack at coach underscore k23 and you can follow me at isaac shade please don't forget to subscribe it's free why wouldn't you do it smash the like button leave your comments about our man leaky black we want to remind you that you can get more on the acc by making locked on acc your second listen today host candace cooper and the local experts of locked on take you around the conference in 30 minutes five days a week oh man It's been a great Wednesday, it's been hump day, and we want to remind you that it's always a great day to be a Tar Heel. Until tomorrow, peace!